0: Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 25 already of the Patriot Review. Um, We are going to talk a little bit about China. Now, there's a documentary that we're producing that's going to come out in September. Uh, If you aren't aware of that yet, and that is this, Freedom Waning, and the War Has Already Begun, that will be coming out in September. We'll have some good guests, and uh, we will be going into detail about the threats facing america today in in particular uh communism uh both its domestic versions and uh china and north korea i'll be talking a little bit about about them as well Uh, but specifically focusing mainly on china and the state of the united states today now um, hopefully you're able to join our our live chat you can go ahead and get on that and chat uh, among uh, yourselves and with me at the same time as we're going through the episode. Um, I wanted to share with you first that if you would, uh, please support us by following, subscribing, etc. If you're so inclined, go to our Patreon page and check that out. Um, Our Founding Fathers... Here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rules. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since. Evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Hello, Patriots. It's Jeff Wagner from the Patriot Review. I would like to call your attention to the Patriot Review merch shop. If you go to redbloodedpatriots.com and go to shop, you will see a listing of items that you can purchase, uh, specific Patriot Review gear, and uh, even stuff for your pets, as well as our current Communism Sucks line of items. So go ahead and check it out. I think you'll be happy with it. I've purchased some merch myself, as you can see. It's good quality stuff. I'm happy with it, and I know you will be too. Again, the Patriot Review shop is at redbloodedpatriots.com. Thank you very much, and now back to the show. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that trailer. Yes, it's a little bit long, but that is probably going to be the majority of the opening segment. Uh, so there'll be texts and stuff on that when the actual document uh, documentary is done. Now, at the opening, um, I have been having a little bit of fun these past three episodes. You noticed I uh, had a little stint as Clint Eastwood and then Bruce Lee, and today it was Sylvester Stallone and Rambo. And I actually look a little bit like him definitely not the body but definitely in the face I look a little bit like him so that's fun so i like doing that um, maybe more of those to come as well uh, also the product that is the newest is this shirt it is uh, i love 45 you can go ahead and check out our website for more of the I Love 45 line. Why my screen is doing some weird stuff. My apologies about that. On a serious note, we have a little bit on China. I have some notes. Um, I have an interview coming up with Ron Boyd that I'm going to play here in just a second. Uh, but some questions for you first, and if you want to jump on the chat room and talk about this stuff. You know, I think as you look at America today, and you notice in the opening with a documentary, we're showing some old clips, you know, FDR, uh, the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Um, the, begs the question, what is the difference between our country today and our country then? You know, we talk about the greatest generation. Um, why or how or both has our country changed and how would we manage to fight a very serious enemy? like the uh, greatest generation did would we be able to triumph today uh i know that our volunteer uh service you know those folks uh we can't really question obviously we have the technology to do some great things uh, but do the american people themselves have the willpower and uh you know i mentioned on last week's episode that i like to do or like to listen to old radio shows. So I was talking about listening to Sherlock Holmes and listening to the commercials and comments asking for support for our troops and the situation of, you know, even a year after the war, uh, depending on our merchant marine to get our soldiers home. You know, and the rationing of products, and the people out of work or changing careers for the war effort, the limited supply of, of meats and stuff that we take advantage or take for granted today, you know. So America has definitely changed. We, we're the age of, uh, in my opinion, you know, the instant gratification uh, age, where you can walk, you know, drive through a restaurant and get a meal. You know, it used to be, uh, and I'm old enough to remember, you know, having the four microwaves, having uh, meals cooked, and everybody at the, at, at the table, and so on. So, America definitely has changed, some for the good, some not for the good. Um, but when we look at what the future may bring by way of warfare, we, I think, are in trouble. So, I uh, would love to chat about that. You can leave a comment on the video if you are not able to join live and you're watching this recorded, um, that'd be good. Um, so I have an interview with Ronald Boyd, who is our historian and uh, our um, contributor. So I'm going to go ahead and play that, and we can chat during that as well. Hello, Patriots. I would like to welcome back to the Patriot Review, Mr. Ronald Boyd. He is a historian and a TPR contributor. Ronald, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, it's been a few episodes, but um, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot has been going on. And I think, uh, in particular, I would like to talk to you about China today. Now, a lot of Americans are starting to pay more attention to China, given what's going on in the in the country, and what we're seeing, how we're being attacked domestically, from within by basically mm-hmm. communist, communist leftists in our schools, Mm -hmm. in our government, uh, even in our military. So why don't we start off? I would uh, like just to have you maybe recommend, you know, some of the uh, resources that people can find to really kind of get a good understanding of China.
1: Okay. Uh, If you really want to understand China, there's three or four books that everyone should read. One of them is Confucius, and his Analects. That one's a very good read. That one will explain to you some of the uh, viewpoints that the the Chinese are are coming up or, you know, how they approach things. Uh, Like, you know, ruling with uh, benevolence, which obviously the the communist party isn't really doing, but that's one of the books that you should read. It will kind of give you some idea of the mindset. And then if you really want to dig down deep as far as Chinese strategy, like what's their foreign policy or their military strategies are all about, the book I would recommend is Sun Tzu, Art of War. This one you have to read. It basically will, will give you an idea of what they're planning. You know, It's all about long-term planning. It's all about attacking your strategy. Attacking your alliances, things like that, and of Mm -hmm. course, for the Communist Party, uh, the chief works you need to read are obviously Mao Zedong. This one is volume four. This one deals mostly with the guerrilla warfare in China during World War Two. But this one you definitely have to read, and of course, now currently, is Xi Jinping. could you or move that, Xi Jinping move that,
0: could you could you move that in front of you a little bit more or kind of disappeared in the oh, this one yeah move it over in front of your middle of your body there there you go yeah, this, um,
1: there
0: so probably the ones that most people have have at least heard of is the art are the art of war without a doubt um, yeah but uh I think the other the other recommendations it sounds like um, do you think that that gives you a pretty solid understanding of what the overall strategy is?
1: Oh yes, I mean especially with Sun Tzu, but like with uh, Xi Jinping, you know, he, this book, it divides up into different areas of of uh, you know, subheadings like socialism with Chinese characteristics, or uh, the Chinese dream, you know, you gotta kind of wonder what that's all about, maybe they're talking about like something similar to the American dream, which I, I kind of doubt, but uh, yeah, there's all kinds of things here, like economic development, sure. rule of law, which is so, uh, uh, to me is ironic.
0: <laughs> well, that's what they're going for, right? World world domination, yes. new world order, um, mm-hmm. and we're and we have people in the White House right now that are helping them get there, and they're basically we, we know that they have had a lot of cash coming out of China to mm-hmm. um, you know at least the Biden family. We know that for a fact. Uh, and yes. the, big, the big guy, of course, gets his ten percent cut, right? And <laughs> I mean, that's straight out of his kid's mouth. So, you know, that's I don't think, you know, if that's controversial for me to say, then obviously people aren't paying attention. But uh, right, yeah. So, so there, I remember uh, a saying um, that a gentleman that I I knew from Turkey. Said, and I, I don't remember because it, it was, you know, speaking uh, uh, Arabic, and he he was basically saying that again, long-term strategy. That what it translated to was like we circle the mountain until we can get to the top. And right. So yeah. So you know, um, Americans, we're we're all thinking of the next four years, and then you know, in the next four years, and we have these little micro. <laughs> periods of time that we think of our, of our strategy in, mm-hmm. and it seems like we don't think long-term, and then, and, and because of that, we miss it. We don't see what's going on too easily, I think.
1: Right. Yes, uh, th- that's the one thing with the Chinese, you know, they're patient. Uh, they, they look at things in a long-term view, uh, whereas with us, you know, it's mostly short term. I mean, really to tell the truth, when was the last time the United States actually had what you would consider a long term strategy? And obviously that was during the Cold War with the with deterrence. That was basically the only thing that really 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 had that was a long term strategy, deterring the Soviet Union from expanding. That was it. Yeah. And, and of course, a lot of that strategy was based on nuclear weapons. And the idea of uh mad mutual assured destruction you know if you launch nuclear weapons well gee guess what we're going to launch ours and so we're going to manage to destroy ourselves for what that was right. basically the long-term strategy that we had uh, i don't know if we have anything similar to that strategy now i mean well i i guess you could you could consider maybe Reinstituting deterrence in that kind of manner, uh, because the Chinese, their nuclear weapon systems are pretty ancient by ours by our standards, of course. But they're building. They're, oh yes,
0: they're continuing to build them. Where, where, you know, and they're looking towards supersonic weaponry, mm-hmm. like Russia is. And we can't forget Russia either. I mean, communism. Yeah. Uh, you know, the warnings have been given though, and I, I wanted to show this. Now, this is the second warning that I've ran across from credible people saying, you know, we're basically going to be going to war if if we're not already at war. And now, you know, this uh, this comes from Analyzing America. Again, U.S. officials released severe warning regarding communist China that war is inevitable. And we we heard from a Japanese defense um uh member who was saying the same thing. What are your thoughts on on these reports?
1: Well these are interesting. Uh if you think about okay, we might be going to war or we might actually be at war, possibly a cold war with China right now. And right right now it's cold and we're we're waiting to see if it turns hot. And if it does turn hot then we have a problem. Uh like currently I've I've heard reports that the U.S. Navy is not able to defend our shores. They're not able to fight a war right now. Why would that that be? That's probably because they're more concerned about uh, white privilege and CRT than our enemies. Yeah. Basically, if you join the military, you're not trained to be sensitive towards other people's uh, color of skin or what they how they identify yeah, you're there
0: in actuality these relationships that all races form together are, are relationships the bonds of are like um uh, are like family mm-hmm. and and even stronger probably
1: right yeah because really tell you if you like like i've been telling you i've been you know watching seal teams you know, show on Mm -hmm. CBS, Mm -hmm. and there they, they, you know, stressed that you're training with these people, you're fighting with, you know, with these people that are around you. These people are your brothers, and that's how they treat each other. They treat each other like family. They're brothers. And that's what the military should be training our our, uh, personnel, to be brothers and sisters, not worrying about, you know...
0: Instead, we have generals calling uh, Trump supporters Nazis and right. and kicking uh, people out of the military that basically are patri- patriots and they're kicking them out because they believe in the Constitution. I think that's right. one of the scariest things for me right now is looking at the military and seeing <laughs> that this is a military that is cowering and not not upholding their oath to defend the Constitution from domestic enemies. Right. I would say the same thing about you know our politicians obviously oh
1: yeah but you know essentially what we need to be doing is training our personnel on killing the enemy yeah you know don't worry about if the person identifies as a woman i I really couldn't care less you know Mm -hmm. how does that uh affect your ability to kill that person
0: right well we're we're, we're gonna be (laughs) uh We're we're going to be releasing this documentary here in September called Freedom Waning. The war has already begun. Um, you know, you mentioned that we're kind of in a cold war. I would say that it's a it's pretty much lukewarm because we we've, we've had a couple of things that have been done against us, whether it's shutting down a power grid or you know hacking into uh, our supposedly secure uh, information systems and those sorts of things i mean to me those are those are acts of war so uh, mm-hmm. you know why aren't we why are and, and the number one act of war is and i firmly believe this that the whole wuhan virus did come from wuhan the lab and it was done mm-hmm. on purpose i i believe that that uh, the back uh, the virus itself was the first wave and i think that the vaccine many people believe that it's the second wave actually and that the shedding of people who've had the vaccine is 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 really what's causing the supposed uh d variant or you know whatever but so what do you yeah. think of that do you think it's 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 definitely different than the cold war was with russia do you see it uh that way do you have other examples that we can talk about
1: it could be uh I would agree that the virus, you know, they released the virus supposedly by accident. That's what they're saying. But you might be right. It might have actually been on purpose. And, of course, you know, you would ask yourself, well, why would they release it within their borders? Aren't they worried about, you know, the casualty rates within their borders? Because remember, like SARS, millions, maybe not millions, but quite a few people died in China as a result of that disease, and it's such a a heavily populated country, it it would be so easy for something like this to actually spread across it like wildfire, and you could see millions of people dying. And, of course, we're not hearing that, and you you have to question why. Is it, well, maybe these people are dying, but the Chinese aren't willing to release that information, or did they already have a, a, a vaccine? Well, you know, after 9-11,
0: you know, after 9-11, I did some work on bioterrorism projects and trying to put together a four-day maximum response, Um, you know. And I think what gets lost in the conversation today is that biowarfare doesn't necessarily have to kill everybody. They they were highly successful in destroying our economy and our our own government kind of working hand in glove with them to shut everything down. You know, mm-hmm. the, the fear tactics, The you know, uh, for a for a virus that 99.997% uh, of people, you know, under 70 survived, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I think about that, and I'm thinking, my God, you know, it, this is uh, maybe an economic bioweapon.
1: Yeah. And even then, when you look at the numbers, the numbers are exaggerated because, in uh, fact, today at church – uh, someone said, uh, pray for," I forgot who it was now, but uh, that um, the family of this person, the person died, and he had COVID. But while they were um, uh, doing the uh, the testing for the COVID or whatever, they for some reason didn't see that the man was having a heart attack at the same time. So the heart attack is what killed him, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it developed into pneumonia, but the heart attack essentially is what killed them. Uh, and so that's why a lot of the numbers are for us as far as COVID. You know, really, look, we should look at what is the actual true number of people who died from COVID I don't think and we'll, not something
0: else. I don't think we'll ever know. You know, I think, um, you know, you notice that the flu basically disappeared last year, right? Oh, um, yeah. And I think your point. I think um, you know the, the Frontline Doctors organization. People go ahead and look them up on the internet. Uh, you know, highly qualified physicians, uh, basically stating that even for the for the people who died, and of course it's tragic, you know, but even for those people, they are people who were susceptible, and you know, they are people who probably would have died from a case of the flu. Uh, right. People who died because. You know, they're immunocompromised or, you know, um, they have other health issues. The, those are people that were the primary uh, people killed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not that you don't take things seriously, but, I mean, you look at what, right. uh, what's what been done and the freedoms that everybody just kind of willingly gave up, mm-hmm. you know, without questioning it. Uh, I mean, our government kind of <laughs> worked, worked uh, right into what I believe the Chinese wanted us to do.
1: Oh, yeah. And, well, I mean, really, to tell the truth, why are we so panicked about, you know, this particular uh, strain? I mean, let's face it, the common cold is a SARD. I mean, is a COVID. It's a COVID disease. So, you know, we, we don't hide in our rooms be over the common cold, so why should we hide over this? Uh, Especially when, like you said, 99.97% of the population is going to survive it. Yeah,
0: 997. Um, Yeah. You know, and again, you know, obviously, if I'm a person who, you know, I'm HIV positive or I have other health issues, um, I'm immunocompromised, well, then I want to take it seriously and protect myself as best I can. You know, um, so. You know, but you're right. I mean, at that, that kind of a statistic, I mean, you know, you have a better chance, you know, of falling down the steps and killing yourself, probably. Hello, Patriot. Hopefully, you're enjoying our content. Please subscribe and like, or why not become a patron? Head over to our Patreon page, which is listed in the description of every episode, and go ahead and contribute as little as $3 a month to get some added benefits from the Patriot Review. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. to you from the land of common sense and American pride, not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. So I
1: getting struck by lightning, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, huh. so the fear, the fear. Uh, to me, it's like uh, Rahm Emanuel said, you know, let no crisis go to waste. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like the government is doing. And you got Fauci who's involved in, you know, it's got a huge conflict of interest with the, the funding uh-huh. for the lab and keeping that secret. Uh, you know, and, and uh, him and Bill Gates involved in the vaccines. You know, it's uh, America seems to have... It's kind of lost itself into this into this time mm-hmm. of Marxism you know yes and and uh, the, the time of narcissism that's been going on in the United States for too long right um, so I know we're gonna get into a lot of detail and talk about the history of of Marxism and communism and talk about China a lot and uh, in our documentary that's coming up, but one thing I want to hit on is briefly, you know, what has changed in America? We were just kind of talked about a little bit there, but what has changed in America that makes us particularly susceptible to losing our freedoms?
1: Well, I think a lot of it is with education. I mean, look at our students now. You, I, I, I seen, you know, where they go and they ask students like, oh, do you think the, the U.S. flag, like the one that's behind me, the, the screensaver, or whatever you want to call it, that's behind me, uh, do you do you consider that as, as a symbol of freedom? And I swear, 99% of them will say, no, it's just a piece of cloth. It doesn't represent freedom to me at all. Not now. Maybe back in the day it was, but not now. And it's like, okay, then... Uh, what flag would you rally behind? What what's better than the American flag? And one person said, "Well, does it have to be national? Uh, a national flag? You know, could it be something else? You know, like maybe the rainbow flag or or some other flag that you can think of that's not nationalistic?" And it's like, you you got to be kidding me! You you look at the people that are protesting in Cuba, right? Yeah, well, some hungry. actually. Yeah, some of them actually do wave the Cuban flag, which you can understand because it's their country and they want it back. But what's the one flag that they do wave other than the Cuban flag? Mm-hmm. It's the American flag. Right. And why?
0: Right. And in and in, in Hong Kong, like we said, too, we saw that earlier. Right. Know. Even um, Hong Kong. Right. So, yeah, definitely in, in schools, education definitely has been – part of the issue for sure um well they're 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 taught to hate the country so again we got there's a little music in the background but we got this uh documentary coming up in september and just want to remind people be watching for that we'll have a trailer coming out pretty soon so so yeah you know um the other thing that's happening is that people aren't learning the truth about our founding with CRT and some of the other things that we've talked about a lot before, you know, people aren't really uh, up on our founding principles, you know, and that brings me to this Renew America article talking about Judeo-Christian values and the Declaration of Independence. Um, I I would challenge everybody, you know, you mentioned three books at the top of the discussion I would challenge everybody with also finding out what America really is about, you know I think, you know, go back to the source documents and read for yourself you know, and read again, the source documents, actual writings of um, Washington or Ben Franklin, Benjamin Franklin or Thomas Jefferson um, you know, and I people don't do that, I mean they, they no. think it's boring, they don't you know, yet they're willing to regurgitate what they hear uh, from from people who have motives, um, mm-hmm. the, the Marxist professors and and those folks that right. are flat out lying. Yeah.
1: They're they're willing to, uh, you know, basically paraphrase or quote like Karl Marx or any of the Marxist writings. And if any people have ever read anything by Vladimir Lenin, or even Karl Marx, for that matter, I—they're boring, absolutely boring. And I—I I and it surprises me how these people were so influential. It's like, really, if if you have a hard time falling asleep at night, pick up Lenin and read that.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> I guarantee you,
1: tra- you'll be you asleep tra- in ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> The attraction is collectivism. The attraction is, you know, we'll all live in this utopia, and we'll all be each other's keeper, and we'll all, you know, sing kumbaya. Yeah, uh, and
1: share the wealth. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, and share the wealth, which we know is a lie. We know, okay. know throughout history. And we're going to get into that in detail, again on the documentary that's coming out. But um, you know, I think so. There's this, uh, there's this view that, you know. You don't have to work hard. and You can still get, you know, everything you want from somebody <laughs> else because there's so much wealth that people are hoarding, you know. And, of course, um, I know you and I both have some some issues ourselves with the, the way the class system is in America today, you know. But the mistake that people make is that they think there's only so many pieces of the pie when they can make their own pie. They just got to get up and do it. So yeah.
1: But uh, getting back to what you were talking about, uh, how you know uh, how people are really giving up their freedoms if you think about it, and uh, in the sermon today at church, uh, the the pastor that did the sermon actually came up with a really interesting uh, idea at looking at it, and he was talking about. Uh, the Israelis, when they were wandering in the desert. And they've been only wandering in the desert for like a month. And they were complaining. Like, oh, we're starving. At least back in Egypt, yeah, it was a hard life, but we had food. Here we're starving. And so, of course, Mm -hmm. God provided. But, at at the same time, uh, this is something that we have to think about, too. And as an example, he actually uh, read an excerpt from a book written by Booker T Washington and it was about the emancipation of the slaves here in the United States and he wrote that there was you know much jubilation people were celebrating you know it was like oh great you know we're free we can do whatever we want it's great but as the day wore on reality started to set in and it's like oh we gotta take care of ourselves now. It's not like before, where at least we were given food. We we had some sort of security, even though you know it was a hard life for us. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have freedom, freedom is difficult because a lot of times people don't know what to do. You know how how am I gonna feed myself? How I'm gonna get a roof over my head? Uh, I'm independent now. I gotta take care of my own self there isn't the, a master or sure. a boss who's who's gonna provide for me I gotta do it myself so right. it's like all of a sudden you know it's a new world yeah, and, and, and you can understand like how some people want to go back sure. to this idea of even though it's slavery at least we had security
0: well that's all that's all uh, brought about because of what it's brought about because of fear so, right, and you know, so it's the same thing. I mean, fear is is a formidable weapon, as we've seen with the whole COVID response, and you know, with um, the other thing I think is going along with this, hand in hand with fear, is um, the I'm gonna play um, I'm a victim card. I'm <laughs> I, I'm a victim because you know, your generation said this. I'm a victim because, uh, you know, your uh, skin color is is oppressive Mm -hmm. to me and it doesn't, people don't look at character anymore and people don't take any personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but life has beaten the hell out of me a number of times, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and those are because of those times are because of my choices, you know? So, uh, so I don't have anyone else to, to blame necessarily, but you know, even if there are valid points in, in, in all of it, um, it doesn't do you any good to to just give in and and uh, allow yourself to be basically uh, taken taken control of in this way. And unfortunately, I don't think that the a lot of the uh, younger people or even those people who are Biden supporters, it's almost as if they play they play the game for just long enough until this person gets elected. And then they don't pay attention to what's going on, and right. you know it's like they think that they that voting is the only thing that they've got to do. It's their only responsibility. They don't see responsibility to you know passing on the nation to the next generation. That's not trillions of dollars in debt, you know. And this our generation has done some pretty terrible things, and, and the <laughs> and the boomer boomer generation as well. You know, I mean, the the spending. Trump been out of control, and oh yes, you know, and so was every other president for how many years? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean, if, if you got some final thoughts, I'll, I'll let you wrap it up here in the next. Uh, take a couple minutes if you want.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, America. What we, what we need to do is we need to look back to God. We need to. Take responsibility for our own actions. Stop playing the victim card because you know what? Quite frankly, I couldn't care less. You know what? If you are if you feel like you're a victim, well, gee, too bad. Get over it because, you know, this is the greatest country in the world. If we're so racist, why are people of different colors coming here? You know, why we have Africans? Why do we have Asians? Why do we have Latin Americans all coming here? Why, if we're so racist? Right. Because we represent freedom and opportunity, whereas in the country that they're from, they don't have that. In fact, I had a boss who was from the Middle East, and he told me that people in the Middle East, they'll, they'll do what they can. They'll get whatever qualification that they can get. They'll go to whatever level of university they need to get to get a job. And that's what... You know we need to be like we need to be like you know you get your qualification to get whatever job that that you that you want
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know you need to have a goal and I'm sorry but you know 19th century lesbian Belgian studies is not going to cut it
0: <laughs> right
1: you know you need to you know study something that's that's going to get you a job plus in addition the teachers that we have now stop the crap that you're teaching yeah. teach the basics well, teach, teach math, reading, and writing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. it. Yeah, and stop being uh, social justice warriors with our kids' brains. It's not your responsibility, nor do you do you have the right to do that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, agreed. Stop the bullshit.
0: Yep, agreed. Um, obviously, you know racism is is real, but if we were systemically racist, you you wouldn't see four thousand total Klan members. You'd see four hundred thousand they'd be right. marching, they'd be marching and uh, shooting and killing BLM people who are burning down their black owned businesses. Uh, exactly. You know, so enough's enough. America is awake. Most of us who have two brain cells that can rub together a little bit, understand <laughs> what's really going on. You know, um, mm-hmm. you see people like, e- like AOC who's, you know, disparaging the country and every turn and others in the squad, you know, it's, it's easy to see which party really are the radicals, which party really are the uh, anti-American mm-hmm. individuals, and and of course the rhinos are even worse in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but thank you for being here again. Um, that's a little over thirty minutes. I went by very fast. Appreciate you <laughs> talking about this. And and again, when we come out with this documentary, um, you know, it's going to be in depth. Uh, much more on uh, communism, its uh, beginnings, uh, what we're facing today, uh, you know, domestic enemies as well as foreign enemies. We'll take a look at uh, China, North Korea, etc., cetera. Uh, and then we'll have some things, some time we'll spend on what people can really do about it. So look forward to finishing that with you and then uh, having you back after that. Okay, sounds good. All right. Take care,
1: everyone.
0: Yep. Bye. Hello, and welcome to BNN News. I'm your host, Doug Douchebag. Uh, We have a special event for you today. We have with us the Vice President of the United States, Madam Vice President uh, Harris, would you please let us know what your efforts uh, have been on reducing the flow of criminals, drugs, sex trafficking, uh, positive COVID and TB individuals flooding our southern border? Obviously, this is a a crisis that uh, we must all take serious. What are you doing to eliminate the flow of these illegal immigrants? (laughs) isn't that about the truth hey we're going to wrap up the show pretty quick here i wanted to mention a couple things and close the loop on some of the things mentioned in that interview now we mentioned four books at the top of that interview uh there's another one i'd like to call your attention to This one is from the translation from the People's Liberation Army uh, in China. And you can see it says unrestricted warfare. Basically, the description or the plan for taking down the United States and uh, leaving China as the largest superpower. uh, It's it's a good read as well, uh, in addition to the four that Ronald mentioned. So I wanted to bring that in here for sure. And then uh, to talk about a little bit the uh, CRT issue that is ongoing, and you know you can see uh, on this that can't read it because it's cut off right here. But Minnesota student says teacher told her to hide the equity survey, uh, the survey questions from her parents. Uh, that is something that there are plenty of examples of, and that's continuous. Just a reminder. Get involved in your local school boards. Uh, this is not; these are not separate issues. These issues are uh, all together, and they all have the same purpose and aim or end goal, and that is to destroy America and put up a Marxist or communist uh, dictatorship in its place. So. Uh, All these things are working together, and that's part of what's mentioned in Unrestricted Warfare as far as the multiple facets to this plan. So we witnessed COVID being used to destroy the middle class. We witnessed the uh, push to get CRT in schools, and it's still in schools around the country, and parents are becoming more awake, I would say, on a weekly basis. But we do have to get involved at the local level. Uh, A couple articles I'll put as links in the description. Uh, This one basically just talking about the divide and conquer uh, tactic of critical race theory. Traditionally, we've talked about this before. Traditionally, uh, it was class warfare and not so much about race. Uh, The reason why in the United States it's focused on race more than class is because we have a middle class that... Uh, you know, before COVID especially, was vibrant, and we can and have proven over the past two centuries plus that people can make it, people can achieve the American dream, and many people have, and since we had the most vibrant middle class the world has ever known, the attack had to be different than a class-based attack, even though we saw attempts with the Occupy movement and 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 such to really focus on class division, which there certainly are some issues. I've mentioned that before as well. Uh, But the race issue is the big issue, the hot button issue. And what we need to recognize as Americans is that uh, we need to come together as a people and not, um, not be so hostile and angry all the time. You know, I put some of the skits up or the comedy up, you know, and there's comedy of course on the other side of the aisle and just to be able to laugh anymore instead of people getting all upset, you know, that would be a great first step, not taking everything so seriously. So one thing I wanted to just mention before we go is evidently that's not going to come up, but I had the Patreon page to come up before, but, uh, our Patreon account is fairly new, but I'd like to just invite you to go to patreon.com, Patreon.com/the Patriot Review, and for as little as three bucks, you can uh, help me and help us continue to do the show and and do some bigger and better things like the documentary that's coming up. So uh, thank you very much for being with us today and. Next week, we are going to be talking about the disparate or unequal treatment uh, under the law that is occurring in the United States. So that'll be next week, again, Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time. Look forward to seeing you then.